I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to the Align Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Today's phenomenal episode was with a true pioneer in the world of movement and thinking around movement, Mr. Aaron. On the core, he's been someone that I've been following along with for years. I don't know how long exactly, um, maybe a decade or something. Um, he was one of the pioneering individuals on getting people to think outside of the box of traditional gym workouts, getting people outside, move around like logs and pulling themselves up over tree branches and running across rocks and. Um, just getting an idea of like what is natural movement in the first place. In this conversation, we get into like psychedelics, we get into philosophy, we get into all sorts of good stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks so much for tuning in to the website, alignpodcast.com, A-L-I-G-N podcast.com. There, you can start the five-day movement challenge and uh, it's super simple. It's like five short videos breaking down fundamental movements I think everybody ought to have in their day-to-day. And I'm going to be in Austin, Texas. I'm leaving in a couple days, and we're going to be doing a workshop at Onnit, Onnit HQ, uh, March 10th, and I will be on at, I think, 4 o'clock. And we're going to do like a live podcast. We're going to do a movement workshop. And then Parangi, who's been on here, you guys are familiar with, I hope. Um, he is going to lead us through an ecstatic dance. It's going to be freaking amazing. Um, so you can check out at my, um, at Align Podcast on my Instagram. You can see there's like links and stuff for you to grab RSVP or however that works. Um, and then on the 11th, I'm going to be recording a live podcast with Aubrey Marcus in front of a, a live audience uh, for South by Southwest. So again, that'll all be on the Instagrams. If you guys want to come check that out, support, I would love to see you. I think that's good. Thank you all so much. The folks that have purchased the Align Method online program, it means the world to me. We worked really hard on that. And um, essentially what that is, is focused on unwinding those unsightly patterns of staring into technology. So forward head posture, rolled forward shoulders, that hunchy spine thing that happens, all that stuff. Um, So people have been loving that. Appreciate the feedback. And um, it's awesome. We are adding a six-week uh, component to it this week so that is about to be changing up and I look forward to hearing from you guys about your thoughts and all that alright all that stuff can be found at Align Podcast on the Instagrams um, I think this was an excessively long intro thanks for holding on if you have here we go back to the podcast with Erwan LaCour Pow. Align Podcast thanks so much for doing this man Aaron pleasure man my man I really, I really appreciate it. How's the journey with making the book been? That was a oh, long journey, actually. Pretty much a decade. It's been a decade that I've had this project in mind. But I am happy that it's released now because I really believe that it, it enabled me to provide the best version for this book. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just try to rush it, rush it and... Um, I decided to retake my time and go through a process of uh, synthesis and just constant refinement. Yeah. Yeah. How has your perspective on movement and health and wellness changed in the time that from starting the book to, to now? 
it it didn't really change. In fact, um, my my approach to to health and 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 movement or fitness through movement through natural movement, it's really based on principles to me that are timeless and do not really change. Uh, what has changed in in some ways? What I've tweaked it's some some ways to express this first this philosophy this approach, yeah. and then also the the tools that I've created. That's the method to 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 train to practice to teach to manifest that that certain philosophy of life which is based on i don't know it's based on, on evolution it's based on biology it's based on natural laws mm. timeless principles yeah yeah and those don't really change so it is really about how do you get there it's the method you know you may have the same objective and different methods right yeah the method improves and it always improves. Thanks to my team, for instance, there are some improvement, improvements that are made to the, the method. Yeah. Are there any consistent threads in the methodologies or in the philosophical principles that you can tangibly pin down? I believe we are here to thrive. That's really what life is about. You want to thrive. You want to make yourself happy, strong, healthy, um, it's uh, it's uh, even at an energy level, you know, and um, to achieve that, there are a number of considerations, and there's also a number of practices available. Uh, mental practices, physical practices, or both combined. So there are different ways people may choose to make themselves thrive, thrive. But I believe that there are some fun fundamentals. Um, that are physiological and they also have to do with your behavior. Hmm. So natural movement, now that's a behavior. That's a universal behavior in humans, or at least originally it is. The same way, um, say, you, you take a, a wild dolphin from the ocean, you plug, plug them in a small pool, and now they don't have space, and now they don't have currents, and they, they don't have variation of temperature, and they don't have to chase uh, fish for their food, and, uh, and they don't have a community, and everything is different. Everything is completely transformed, and they despair, and they let themselves die. Mm. Right? So it's like the, the, the zoo predicament. We can easily get trapped in a lifestyle that we have been led to see as normal, but that is detrimental to us. And natural movement, that's a behavior, a physical behavior, um, that is, again, it is universal. And when you don't do it, you may, you know, um, something is missing. And conversely, when you practice, it is empowering, it's good for your health. Physical and mental is good for your levels of energy. Is good for many things, yeah. and it helps you thrive. That's not the only thing you need to thrive in life, but it's a definitely to me, my observation, my practice is that it's fundamental. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wonder. So some of the less obvious forms of movement, like stillness, like down regulation like being able to gather energy into your body so that you're able to actually have a full cup to go and do the things that you want to do. 
Um, we have a couple questions that I wanted to potentially, since we, we walked around and asked people. Um, one of the questions was in relation to entheogens. Um, the specific questions was how do you feel about using entheogens for personal growth? Um, so that, along with like the, the less obvious aspects of movement, like the, the creation, the, the gathering of energy part of movement. And we're always like, go out and reach and more pull-ups and more push-ups and more muscle-ups. But the only way you can do that is if you have a full cup to start with. You, <clears throat> yeah, well, in this, in this era of options, everything is optional. Your natural movement is optional. We reach a point where most people just mostly sit the whole day and will stand up to walk just a few steps to go to the next sit. And, and just do that. That's their physical behavior on a day-to-day -day basis. That does not enable you to thrive. Why is it that some people want to do push-ups and pull-ups or run or climb or do sports or do whatever activity? And or Well, they feel that they need to express uh, an energy that's within or to restore an energy they feel they have lost. And there are an, an almost limitless amount of options. There's a plethora of modalities you may pick to get there um, and to feel better, to feel strong, to feel good. It's a very commendable kind of agenda to me. Um, in my perception, life is the practice of energy at every level. Mm. That implies that even the food choices you're going to make are going to impact your energy in one way or another, good or bad. By making food choices, particular food choices that are good for you, you will enhance your levels of energy or conversely, you may decrease them. You want to uh, see the way you, you breathe as the same. You want to see the way you move as the same. You want to see the way you think as the same. You can entertain depressing ideas or you can entertain uplifting ideas. You may want to see who you hang out with as the same. All that, where you, where you spend most of the time, you spend most of the time in confined artificial environments that are will, that you like it or not, they will decrease your energy levels. Uh, artificial lights, artificial air, artificial surfaces, or spend more, times, more time in nature. Right? All of that, anything that you do or, or that that's around you influences your energy levels. Learning to appreciate that, to see it, and to better either you may measure how your environment impacts you, but you may also just feel it. That's the practice of, of a good life. That's the practice of energy at every level. That's, that's what to me is going to lead you to uh, a good life, a thriving life. And for people poking around the whole plant medicine topic. That's right. That was the, the original question. That was the, the question. entheogens. The <laughs> entheogens. <laughs> Other words would be, uh, would be psychedelics. And then you're like, oh my God, these people are going to talk about drug and promoting self-destruction. Um, not being aware that uh, what has been what can be called plant medicine uh, has been used 
since the dawn of mankind by by so many ethnies, so many human groups. It's uh, in history records, it's everywhere. There's a whole history about it. And it's still going on in many uh, places, in many groups, communities, tribes. And these people, they are not self-distracting, right? They are thriving, actually. It helps them live a better life. It helps them heal. As a matter of fact, um, our modern society is in science are starting to catch up with that knowledge since there are plans of uh, making the use for instance of psilocybin you know from the magic mushrooms legal for treating depression means that uh, physicians may prescribe a certain dosage of psilocybin to treat your depression because it's been proven to just be radically effective for that or for, for PTSD. So we are reaching a point where there's increased awareness about the benefits of this kind of usage, which is not necessarily for, um, you know, for uh, recreation that is used medically. And if it can be used medically to help your depression, um, there's going to be more studies that are arguing to demonstrate the many other benefits of it, if it is done the proper way. But think of, it, think of it this way. If you can understand that a herbal tea, say chamomile, is going to have relaxing effect on, on your mind, you already have accepted the fact that there are beneficial properties hidden or, or, or contained in specific plants that will do what? Alter your mind. If you get a relaxation effects from a bev uh, beverage, it's altering your mind in a beneficial way, right? Yeah. So um, you may take another form of medication, a chemical medication from a lab, and basically it's taking molecules, extracting molecules, so that you ingest them, and then it alters your mind. You have tranquilizers. So we're tranquilizers and it's it there are basically uh molecules that people accept to buy to treat their unhappiness or depression whatever unfortunate uh psychological ailments they're dealing with so why on earth would it be a problem to use s other types of plants or fungi with similar and even more potent effect if it's done properly. What's the problem is the highly destructive molecules, uh, chemical ones that are done for recreation and uh, for people who are desperate in desperate need of help in their life. But originally, that was not the way it was used. Does, wow. that, does that make sense? How's a good, what's a good starting point for people? that are curious about it? Uh, some, some people may never really need, need it. Some people have an ability to be uh, happy and, and joyful, genuinely joyful in their life without any of it. Yeah. But we know, for instance, that depression is a huge issue in our modern societies. Like most Americans today are depressed. That's a fact. Yeah. They, may, they may socially, publicly hide it, Hey, how are you doing today? 
I'm completely down. Like, I'm horribly depressed. Nobody's going to give you that kind of answer, right? They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, we're good. Right. I'm, I'm doing great. No, the, the fact is they get back in their car, in their home, and they feel horrible. It's the number one leading cause of disability worldwide. Exactly. Depression. So that is a real problem, and uh, it, needs, it needs to be addressed. And, and um, there are tools available. And um, again, spending time in nature is a tool. Um, meditation is another one. Having uh, good friends and laughter and, and just make sure that you get enough fun in your life, that's another one. And um, and there are other tools and entheogens, and there are several of them, and they are part of it. They're part of your uh, repertoire to make yourself thrive. Yeah. And uh, you may need it or you may not need it. I think the word depress or depression is interesting because it, it literally means to, to bring down. And when, so when you see someone's posture, they're pulled down and that's like the position of staring into your cell phone. And it's interesting how sometimes certain, you know, like a, a, a plant or a person or a workshop or, you know, a song can start to uplift your posture and uplift your emotional self. Have you felt Mood. any of these kind of have you felt tangible structural change from something like, it doesn't need to be a plant medicine per se, but something like that, that we wouldn't necessarily expect other than like, you know, weightlifting, you create structural change, you know, a massage, you create structural change. But if you emotionally shift, then you structurally shift. Yeah. It means that if there is an issue within your, your psyche that gets addressed through entheogens, thanks to entheogens. It may enable you to unlock a, an issue you have. And it does not happen, this, this is the part that's hard for most people to understand. It doesn't happen at an intellectual level, at a level that you can analyze and quantify and measure, right? That's not biohacking or it's the ultimate form of biohacking because yeah if you um, free your deep psyche from some of the issues you are dealing with and that you may have just stored inside stored within deep inside and never address and in the back end of who you are it's a burden every day and it it depresses you it brings you down mm. you know if you unlock that through that which that which can add absolutely be called a medicine um, it will have an effect on your behavior your mental behavior mental stance and therefore your physical stance are there any particular patterns that you've felt um, that you've been able to unwind in your own body or mind over the years uh, yeah, well I can give a, an example I remember uh, years ago um, so being outside with my wife in nature, in a beautiful place, by a lake in uh, the desert of New Mexico. And then I become an eagle. And then I start to, it's like if I push my spine like forward, like to, to a point where I, I feel like I'm, you know, expanding my wings. Yeah. And I was like, am I going to break my spine? It's a crazy amount of tension. And since then, um, 
almost 10 years ago. Uh, I got the the habit every day. I, I do that all the time, constantly. Like that's exact same movement. It's like if I got an insight that I needed to practice that particular move frequently every day. Mm. That's just one example. There are so many others, but that's one. What are others? Tangible take-homes for people here, for example. You, you can okay. So when you enter that state of consciousness, uh, there is a number of... Um, processes that take place in your brain, in your psyche, and in your, in your energy. And um, some you can see clearly, and some others just take place and you may not be aware of them, and then when it's over you just feel great, because in some ways you've been delivered. Um, but um, some of the, the benefits that take place, take place during that state they happen the work is done for you as or you do it it's like a it just happens that's it you um that could be a memory a, a memory that has been bothering you that you revisit and then uh, you get maybe scared you get bothered you get angry whatever and ultimately you get free mm. and the next day that's it you're done it you don't have anything else to do other aspects of uh, the benefits are that you will get very particular insights of what it is that you need to do. In what way do you need to change? That can be a certain way to look at something and that can be a certain way to do something or not do something. That could be just stop drinking your stupid sodas every day. That can be just stop smoking. That can be start running that can be anything that you know is what you need to stop doing or start doing or change the way you do something to help you thrive mm. that's what it is it's about optimization so when uh, say uh, uh, biohacking experts talk to you about that and that and that biohacking the point is Optimize yourself. Optimize the way you eat. Optimize the way you breathe. Optimize the way you move. Optimize this and that. Basically, it's optimize who you are. And why do you want to optimize yourself? It's to thrive. That's the point. It's to have a great life. Mm. So, entheogen may liberate you from some of the issues that are emotional issues, psychological issues you've been dealing with. Sometimes without even being aware of it. Sometimes you know clearly what your problem is, <coughs> and sometimes you don't. You did, did not even know. But it's made clear to you. It just pops in front of you, and you're like, oh, I see. I see, exactly. And whew, that's it. You just needed to see it, to acknowledge it, for the problem to be solved. Mm. And sometimes it can be yeah, this bothers me. I don't want to hear this. But that's exactly what I know I need to change in my life. Yeah. Because this, my habit, my pattern, my little routine that I, I got used to is a disservice to me. It's a disservice to having a real life. Yeah. Thriving, again, that's the timeless principle. Yeah. 
right? I wonder with this, so you have the book and we have the, the workshops and the different tiers of all the things you can learn. So if people gathered all this amazing information from today, what are like the, 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 the nuggets that you'd really want people to go home with tonight and make sure that they don't forget other than everything? Okay, so I wrote that book, uh, and there's it's a book about natural movement, and there's a whole philosophy about it, but it's also the practical method. How do you express that philosophy? How do you make it an expression of who you choose to be? What's the, what's the nugget? Um, are you just doing something because somewhat you think that it's good for you, or do you intentionally choose a very particular practice because you know that it's, it makes sense to you and that it's actually is going to be an expression of the person you choose to be. Hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's philosophy and so what? In the end, it's not just philosophy. It's actual practice and it's actual life. So it, when you look uh, at any, say, uh, fitness method or sports and this and that, and you may not know what to choose, but what is the underlying agenda? What is your expectation? What do you want to achieve? Who do you choose to be? That's what it, life is about. Choose who you want to be and then experience that person. Mm. Is there anything you're actively struggling with right now? No. <laughs> oh, really? No. Zero. No. <laughs> None. No. I know. I know. How do you get to that point? I have... <laughs> No, no, not at all, not at any level. And again, to me, <laughs> life is the practice of energy at every level. I'm not saying that my life is easy, that's all flowing and rainbow and unicorns and like pink clouds. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, when you, when you use the word struggling, you're really talking about having difficulty with something you want to do or s some aspect of yourself. But I've been at it that idea of self-empowerment, self-actualization. I've been at it for many, many, many years. Mm. And I've cleared up a number of issues I've, I've had. And at this point, I cannot call that a struggle. I would call, call that, you know, finely tuning. And does, it does not make me a perfect person. Um, but struggling? No, no, I don't have struggle. If, if there was to be any form of struggle in my life, that would be some kind of external event happening to me or my family that I have to deal with, but not something that would stem from within. Within, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. There's like the Shakespeare quote, I misquote everything, but is it like, there's no such thing as good or bad, it's only thoughts that make it so? I think it was Hamlet. Yeah. Um, Carlos Castaneda expressed the same idea by saying, you can, you, know, you can make yourself happy or you can make yourself miserable. The amount of energy is the same. The amount of work is the same. So when you endorse responsibility, when you take full responsibility, you can't blame the world. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame whatever, the system or anything. You, if there is anything or any person you, you, you want to blame, is yourself. And then you realize blaming myself is not helping either. Having a clear view of what it is that I want to experience, in what way do I want to experience myself in this world? That's this, this is the, the tenet, this is the fundamental question that every 
living human, um, I believe, should ask themselves, who do I choose to be? And then go out in the world and experience that person. Then what you do falls in place. It aligns with that person you've chosen to be. And then, and then you'll have the outcome. That's what, you, what, that's what you get. So how does one start to get control of their habitual thoughts that are maybe tearing themselves down or blaming themselves? Um, choice to begin with, choice. And self-discipline, that's the hard, that's the hard part. A lot of people know what it is that they need to do or change, but the discipline is what's most of the time lacking. Mm. Because your energy, your time, your attention can be just absorbed in so many directions. Right. And I understand that we're really speaking about very deep philosophical questions and they, you don't need to have your official philosophy, uh, philosopher badge or diploma to talk about deep things in life, but, right. but they do help. And that doesn't mean you spend your life or time doing that. You, know, you can also just you know, relax and have fun and, and laugh and uh, um, just enjoy yourself. But um, you could have discipline and joy. If you, if you try to do that on top of having underlying, like, deep existential issues that you do struggle with, then you're just trying to numb yourself. Yeah. Right? You're just trying to uh, find an escape so you don't have to think about the deep stuff that actually matters to you and that you know you have to address to actually live a good life. Yeah. So you're just postponing and then it comes back at you all the time. So there are tools. And uh, and again, I believe natural movement practice is one of those tools because it forces you to be mindful. You're, you're mindful because to move in efficient ways and in ways that adapt to the environment, an environment that's external to you, but that which you cannot ignore as you practice and move, you have to have a level of attention, a level of mindfulness that is really, really high. And when you do that, when you increase mindfulness, that carries over to any other activity. So that carries over to the way you think to begin with, starting with, for instance, starting to choosing to not entertain thoughts and thought patterns that are a disservice to you. Mm. So everything is interconnected. You know, you can, we may talk about physical practice, we may talk about mental practice, we may talk about nutrition, we may talk about this and that. In the end, they're just, we're not compartmentalized. Those are just aspects of that overall thing that we call life, which is the practice of your energy and you want to choose to thrive. So you gotta take care of everything and, and understand that the you who is working, the you who is having fun, the you who is practicing movement, the you who is meditating, the you who is starting a new business, the, the you who is falling in love, that's not different yous, it's all the same person. So every element, every aspect of your life is, a, you know, is interconnected. Are there any, um, I want to be aware of your time too, we got five minutes, cool. Um, <laughs> are there any standout like mindfulness practices that you've encountered over the, over the years? have been really helpful for you or, and and ones to potentially toss aside um really i think that i realized the um, 
the importance of my mindfulness when I started karate when I was 15. And I got to be extremely attentive to every minute detail of my positions and my transitions and my kicks and my and all my movements. So that's when I, I realized actually the, this, this ancient art, which is karate, and that stems from even like, you know, um, a long time before. Um, I'm forever grateful because it made me realize through, you know, discipline, deliberate practice, mindful practice, that um, those principles apply to any area of my life. So if I could be more technical, more mindful, more efficient, more dedicated, more disciplined, uh, practice both repetitions and adaptable movements by, say, sparring with, with people, uh, all those principles that I had learned in that art apply to any other area of life. So, um, is there one practice? There isn't one practice. There's just one principle that can be reached and experienced or learned and then expressed in, with different flavors, with different methods. But in the end, it's universally the same. For you, it seems like for a person a valuable direction to go is to achieve like legacy, you know, so to create a, a point where it's like, okay, like there's a, a movement and it's the wheels are turning and I can walk away and the wheels still turn. And it seems like you've done that with, with MoveNet. Um, what do you feel? Where does one or you go from, go from there? What's like, where do you, where would you like to be in five years, 10 years? <laughs> what do you see? What, what do you see for the future? Uh, sailing on a boat uh, in the Pacific Ocean, something like that, you know. Like <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> with my family, you know, with my beautiful wife and three children. Uh, I've sailed before. I've sailed at I, I, I see. I love it. Uh, and it's uh, it's uh, like freaking adventure and freedom. And uh, yeah, it's, it's life. It's freedom. That's what I aspire to all the time. Health. Freedom. Um, happiness. What does freedom mean? Freedom. Mm. Uh, say, um, freedom to be yourself to begin with. Again, to experiencing uh, the person you've chosen to be without having to ever change that because you got to pre pretend in a given context. Right. And uh, yeah, you got to pretend because you, you feel threatened if people knew your, your real self, then you would, you know, that would be a problem. Uh, you're not free then. It starts with that. Be who you are. Be who you choose to be. Like uh, I think Oscar Wilde said, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. So first form of freedom, be yourself. Don't pretend. No matter what. Say what you think. Be real. And then you, you want to talk about, of course, you know, material freedom in this world to say, hey, uh, I want to do that. But uh, I can't because and this and that. Um you talked about legacy. Well, before I, before I talk about legacy, I want to talk about simply what I've designed this method and then uh, the company, the community, the team, and, and it's, it's the unfolding of a vision. It doesn't, didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen by chance. You know, I just did my thing and this thing happened. It didn't happen because somebody knocked on my door and said, like, LaCour, come over, uh, you're going to do that thing and uh, you'll be known for that. And No, it happened. Originally, it was a vision in my own mind. 
of what it is that I wanted to to express, to contribute to in this to this world. And then I I turn this into a vision, which is you delve deep into your own mind and you envision what it is that you want to be done and achieve and, and, and unfold and materialized and manifest in this world as if it has already happened. Mm. That's it. And there it goes. There it is. It's there. And I know what's next. Cool. All right. <laughs> we'll save what's next for the next podcast. Um, where do people learn more about you and what's the, what's the best place to point, point folks? Um, I'd rather have people uh, learn about that method, MoveNet, that I've created more than, you know, it's not about me. MoveNet, that's a method. It's a tool for people to to learn and apply and thrive with it. Um, and that's why I called it, uh, I didn't use my own name. It's not like the LaCour method and this and that, because it's not about me. It, I, d I don't care at all about that. It's really about, I'm going to do something in this life. That benefits to me. That makes me happy. It's just every day I wake up, I'm like, I like to do that. I love it. And that is also going to benefit others. They take it, they learn it, they apply it, they make it their own. It becomes part of who, who they are. And what happens? More tools to thrive. That's what it is about. Contribution, cooperation. Oh. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for paying attention. <laughs> you guys were so good. All right, so we're here at MoveNet Denver. Uh, look at you. Opening up. Look at you. Look at you. You're doing the same, brother. What's that? Look at you. It's not just because he's, <laughs> he's like tall and handsome and, and this and that. Is you know you feel that energy of he does what he loves to do and he wants to bring up you know inspiring moments and insights, uh, interviewing different people. You're on it, brother. That's exactly what it is about. We need more hero like you. All right, I'll <laughs> put that in. Um, so yeah, so we're here at MoveNet Denver, and it's just I think it's a tremendous space, and I appreciate everybody coming out. And checking it out, I recommend if anybody's out in the Denver territory, Colorado territory, or United States in general, come and check this this spot out. All right, over and out. Thanks for listening. Pow. Thank you so much for tuning in that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, we've got a couple things to help support that body of yours, one of which is the Align Band that people have been really loving, which I'm super grateful for. Um, it is a heavy-duty resistance band, comes along with a door anchor, traveling case, and then a online video guide on how to use that thing. It's my absolute go-to travel tool. I've got it hanging literally from my door right beside me now. Um, use it regularly. Use it with clients. Uh, it can be found at alignpodcast.com slash gear uh, on Amazon. And you can also find it line band on Instagram. Um, also, we finally did it. We created the Align Method online program, which focuses on unwinding the patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, rolled forward shoulders, rolled forward spine, kind of like just that hunchy posture thing that um, modern world is, is stricken by, uh, gets into how to align your physical body. So self-care, joint by joint, from ankle to knee to hip to spine to head to neck, etc. Really good stuff. Also gets into lifestyle, um, gets into morning routines, nighttime routines, how to effectively handstand, how to move on the ground. Um, people have been loving that. Thank you all for grabbing it, the ones that have. And if people have any questions about that, you can reach out at Align Podcast on Instagram. I'm happy to support. All right. 
thank you guys. Enjoy your day. Thanks for doing you. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for reviews on iTunes. That's it.